going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Right now, though, we've got another budget, a very important one. It was interesting talking to Kurt Bensmiller saying, when we talk about the canvas auction, the importance of meeting a budget for a chuck wagon driver, well, we've got a budget happening in Edmonton. John Hippy, though, is in Calgary, and he's been down at McDougal Center where he's been able to go over all the details of the budget so that he can share them with us. John, give us the highlights. So here are the big things, Ange. To, to start off with, there are no new taxes in this budget, uh, and there are no Olympic dollars just yet. I'll get to that in a moment. Here's the thing, though. The carbon tax is set to move to $40 a ton in 2021, and in 2021, a portion of that money is going to start going to general revenue. Up until now, uh, the Notley government has always said that the carbon tax was going to be revenue neutral. Well, the in 2021, they're going to move to the national price on carbon, which will be $40 a ton, that extra $10 a ton is going to basically flop over and be part of general revenue, and that's going to go pay, to pay for things like public services. Uh, also, we were hearing the finance minister talk about getting us back to balance at some point. That will be in the year 2023-2024, and at that point, we're expected to have a net debt of $56 billion and actual debt of $96 billion. That's with a B. Wow. Did you say $56 billion, but an actual debt of 90 I'm writing these numbers down here. What was the actual debt then? So $96 billion would be the total liabilities for the government of Alberta in the year 2023-2024. When you take all the, all the assets they have, it would be about $56 billion, But that $96 billion number hits a lot of people uh, pretty hard with the hammer. Okay, well, there's a lot of other things I want to... Let's go back to the Olympics. You said at this point it looks like there's no Olympic funding. However, what do you see there? So uh, if you do the the old find command in the Adobe Acrobat document for the budget, uh, the word Olympic does not appear at all. But Finance Minister Joe Sisi says they have set money aside if they choose to go down that path. And actually digging through the documents that were provided to us today, uh, the culture and tourism fiscal forecast for this year, we're we're still in the 2017-2018 fiscal year right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's $9.4 million extra that wasn't budgeted last year. Uh, my spidey senses would tell me that's probably going to possibly be the money that's set aside in case they want to get involved. The finance minister says soon is when we can expect a decision from the province on whether or not they want to participate in a bid. John, he says, uh, CC says that back to balance budget 2023-2024. We're talking another election, uh, another term for whichever government is elected in this province. But is there any details as to how they'll eventually get to that balance in 23-24? Well, there is some fiscal restraint in spending over the course of time, although, I mean, it still does continue to kind of go up over the course of time. That carbon tax, though, is going to be a big clincher uh, because in 2021-2022, like I said, they're moving to that national price of $40 a ton if Trans Mountain is completed. In 2022-2023, that goes up to $50 a ton, and so that extra money that, you know, anything more than what they need to pay to, for their climate leadership plan, that's going to go to pay for other things uh, in the budget, whereas right now, you know, it's a $1 in, $1 out kind of scenario. 
Uh, okay, fiscal restraint. We'd sure like to have more details on that because I even had uh, Greg Clark from the Alberta Party on yesterday talking about their shadow budget. And we have heard time and time again from uh, critics that they've got to look at AHS. They've got to look at health care spending. Are, is there anything there that looks like they're going to be reducing spending in maybe the AHS or anywhere else? Not in AHS, but this year on capital spending, they are definitely starting to clamp down a little bit. I'll start off with, um, there's the municipal, uh, municipal uh, infrastructure and the MSI program uh, that's been around since 2007. They're planning to wind that down by 2021, 2022. And over the next number of years, they're going to cut about $152 million per year from that program uh, until it's wrapped up. So that's a big chunk of cash right there. Um, there's a number of projects that are not getting funded uh, as, as per usual. Every year, the, you know, uh, different organizations that get funding from the government put forward their, their wish list. Uh, mm-hmm. Among those that are not getting uh, brought through to tru- uh, fruition this year uh, are uh, North Calgary High School, which we kind of knew about because CBE put that into their capital ask for next year. Uh, the city is probably not going to be terribly happy. Uh, we're hearing that the redevelopment of uh, affordable housing as well as uh, Calgary Housing Association at Southview, both those projects not getting funded. And here's one I've been keeping an eye on this story. I find it interesting. At the University. They're not a bricks and mortar school, really. They're they're more of an online school, and so right. they view things like information technology as their capital, as as their bricks and mortar. Well, for yet another year, that is not getting funded by the government as part of the capital plan. Government tends to see informa- information technology stuff not as capital, but as operating expenditures. And it appears that even after that that school had gone through a massive review last year, and and that information technology being considered as capital being one of the recommendations from the independent reviewer um they're not getting the cash this year john i got a bunch more questions we gotta take a break here uh, can you hang out with us just a little while longer absolutely john hempy global news reporter going over the details of the budget with us and i definitely want to hear from you as well 403-974-8255 your thoughts on just the initial highlights we are hearing from this budget from the ndp government we're back after this just going over the uh, provincial budget that Finance Minister Joe C.C. is introducing in the legislature right now. Our reporter, Global News reporter, John Hempy, has had a chance to look in great detail at the budget just to see what we can expect. John, once again, it looks like uh, our government is heavily dependent on our non-renewable resource revenue. Yeah, you know, and the thing, Ange, is that when we look at um, the plan to try and get away from that, I mean, that that's something that they've talked about is, is trying to be in the cards, right? Um, but it still is very dependent on it. And, and let's face it, Trans Mountain and Line 3, uh, this this budget is very dependent on those two projects coming to fruition. Uh, and so, the, you know, as much as they say non-renewable revenue or non-renewable resource revenue is something that they want to try and get away from, there's a lot of things that are in this budget that are really Really contingent on it, if not directly from, uh, you know, selling bitumen. But what about cannabis? Is that going to be a revenue cannabis- resource someday? <laughs> I got to tell you, cannabis actually, I think, maybe surprised some of the reporters in the room today. The government is estimating their tax revenue for this year. And granted, it is only a half a half of a year kind of thing. Uh, they're estimating their tax revenue at $26 million. To put that in perspective, uh, revenue from taxes on tobacco in this province are roughly about $900 million. So, I mean, that's a pretty big gap. Here's the other thing that's kind of interesting. I mean, everybody's talking about cannabis being a bit of a cash crop. AGLC is expected to lose money 
this fiscal year and next in the next fiscal year, the 2019-2020 year, uh, for with their online sales uh, due to the whole setup costs and the product acquisition. They're talking about losing, and I'm doing the numbers roughly on the fly here, about $90 million over two years uh, in that venture. I want to go to back to Trans Mountain Pipeline. They're, they're putting so much into this Trans Mountain Pipeline. And, I mean, once again, the critics are saying, why are you counting on something that at this point isn't dependable? We don't know what's going to happen with Trans Mountain. And we, we, we think that governments learn over the years to not count so much on our revenue from resources like our pipelines and our non-renewable resources. It was interesting in the in the news conference that the finance minister held prior to his speech this afternoon. Uh, one of the reporters had pressed him, saying, "You know, what if Trans Mountain doesn't get built?" And the finance minister's answer was, and I'm paraphrasing, but effectively, it's going to get built. And so this government is very much pointed in this direction that. Um, Trans Mountain, you know, not happening isn't an option in their mind. Uh, they feel that they have the ability to get this done. And, and that's, you know, the next five years, the, the path to balance is built on that uh, presumption. Uh, let's go back to the uh, non-renewable resources, because you're saying that they're counting on a, a WTI price of around $59. Yeah. And and they're also trying to price in the, the differential when it comes to Western Canada Select as well? Yeah, and, and in fact, you know, one of the things that as they kind of price out to, to that point of um, getting back to balance, um, they foresee the differential, you know, uh, dropping over the course of time. I mean, this year is the worst of it, uh, but they, they feel that as time marches on, they're going to get that differential down to about $18.40. So, um, you know, they're, that's also factoring into this. But we always know what happens with every dollar drop in the price of the WTI, what it's costing the government coffers. Yeah, I mean, so a $1 drop in WTI costs Alberta uh, $265 million. Now, a $1 increase in the differential costs this province $210 million. So, you know, those two things at play, uh, if they start going in both directions, um, you know, that it doesn't take much for this plan to possibly be on a little bit of shaky ground. Okay, well, thanks for the highlights, John. Anything else you want to leave with us before we turn it over to our listeners? I think the, the the big thing, you know, if it, there's it, to recap the big things, if people are just joining us, I think the things that are probably going to smack people over the head out of this is that, you know, we're talking about getting back to balance by 23, 24, but in that year, we're looking at liabilities to the tune of almost a hundred billion dollars, and I think that can't be understated. Uh, and then the other thing that I think is really kind of you know top of mind is that in 2021, the carbon tax, which has long been this revenue neutral. Uh, mm -hmm. Thing is going to start you know, dropping into general revenue and and it's going to go up to $50 a ton in 2022. I think that's the most meat and potatoes thing that a lot of people are going to take home out of this budget. And that's what I'm going to throw over to my listeners. John, thanks so much for this. Hey, thanks, Ange. Global News reporter John Hempe, 403-974-8255. I know that's just sort of a thumbnail sketch of some of the highlights with the budget, but I want to get your input on this because right away that jumps out at me, you bet, when we're starting to talk now about the carbon 
tax, even though they're still calling it a levy, how they're going to show that some of that's going to go back into general revenue. And that has been our criticism about this from the beginning, that it is simply another tax. So that really jumps out at me. And also, once again, counting on non-renewable resources. Uh, The bigger one is, yeah, we'll balance the budget, but 2023, 2024, that would mean we would have to count on them being in government for another four years, as in the spring budget, spring election next year, and then four years before we're actually seeing a balanced budget. How do you feel about that? 403-974-8255. It's budget day as well as the Calgary Stampede Chuck Wagon Canvas auction happening today. We're back after this. 403-974-8255. The NDP government coming out with its budget. And once again, when it comes to when are we going to get our financial house in order, they only can say that they will balance it by 2023-2024. But as John Hempy pointed out, by that point, we will have almost $100 billion in overall debt. I mean, that's hard to wrap your head around. But if you keep spending and we're not making any major cuts here, then you can see how it's going to add up. And at this point, um, some of the big highlights, well, no new taxes. So, yeah, you can say, great, no new taxes. That also means less revenue. But also what I'm seeing here is no key areas where they're going to say we've got to cut back on spending. Yes, they say that there are some things that aren't going to be funded, but there's a whole bunch of other things here that I'm looking at here. Adding 2,400 more full-time equivalent to the public service. Uh, Post-secondary executives and superintendent salaries to go under the microscope and possibly face cuts. 403-974-8255. Let's find out what you think about Joe CC's budget. We'll go to the phones. Hi, Brad. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I, so what strikes me the most is it's like they have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes when it comes to our energy industry. They're, they're giving a bit of a feeble effort to get these pipelines built, but at the same time trying to kill the industry with regulations and higher taxes it it seems such a waste they should take the reins off the industry and let it make albertans wealthy again well you know brad I I guess what I would say to this, and I'm getting some kind of weird feedback, I'm not sure if you're hearing that as well, but uh, my concern would be is here they're talking about having to have Trans Mountain Pipeline go through in order to be able to meet some of their goals, especially when it comes to down the road balancing this budget in 23-24. So I think that's also a concern that they are once again putting most of their eggs in that one basket. So uh, Brad, thanks for your thoughts on that one. Let's keep moving with the phone calls here. And... um, Next up is Grant. Your thoughts on the budget? Grant, hi, Grant. Been on the since 1993, and they've only raised it once. I, I am, I just not by my fault or my brother's fault. We're both bipolar, and they don't raise the ace. You know, it's a pretty hard living when they get a bill for $300 for a, uh, uh, your uh, gas and electric. And these guys, these clowns up there, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's crazy. And so the last raise, was that under Allison Redford? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was under Allison Redford. 
but uh, like uh, living on it, you know, uh, if it wasn't, wasn't for my family, my father, uh, we'd be totally screwed. And uh, we had to move from Calgary to a rural area just so that we could live properly. And uh, I don't, I don't hear no raising of the of age ever. I, I think it's pathetic in our society how we treat people with disabilities. Grant, what do you get a month on age? I get fifteen eighty eight. Fifteen eighty eight, and you're saying that's really tough to survive on. Well, when you get a three hundred dollar bill for uh, uh, like I just had last month for power and heating, and then they're giving out, uh, they're giving you money, and then. Uh, you know, taxing you more and taking more money from you, I don't really get it. Grant, uh, thanks for raising that concern. Grant saying that hasn't seen an increase in age and uh, not from the highlights that John gave us is there one in this budget either. 403-974-8255. I'm going to just keep the phone calls and the texts coming in. So let's continue on with our phone calls. Hello, Tom. What are your thoughts on the budget? Hi, Angela. Uh, Hi. You know, basically, I, I, the budget is, well, it is what it is. But what's really entertaining, I think a lot of people don't think about, is the interest payments on that debt. Mm-hmm. And when we hit $100 billion in interest or in debt, we're going to be probably looking at about $16 billion a year in interest payments. Well, exactly. That's the big concern when you're servicing such debt. Uh, Tom, I'm just going to hang up because I keep getting this weird feedback. 403-974-8255. Let's get to some of the texts as well. One person says, I hope Jason Kenney was listening because it's his government that'll be getting us out of this debt. Fat chance NDP will get reelected. I I think that's the trouble. This budget is so important as we are heading into a year before the next provincial election. And so if you've got a government who is saying, well, our plan of balancing it, well, you have to elect us and we'll save that for 23-24, 2023-2024. What voter wants to elect a government that doesn't have a clear plan when it comes to something like that? When you see such a massive debt, you know the UCP are going to go after them on that. And the UCP, the last poll I saw, yeah, the NDP are looking over their shoulder. So I, I'm not quite sure why this was the budget they came out with. I will be talking with Joe CC just before 6 o'clock today, and I definitely will ask him that. Uh, a bunch of other texts coming in here and a couple of phone lines free. 403-974-8255. Uh, let's see here. Um, and about that guy who complained about H, he's wrong to complain. Ontario and BC's equivalent of H is $1,000 a month. He needs to reduce his spending. So that's one person saying, well, you're doing better than they are in Ontario and BC. Uh, another one here says, yeah, uh, someone says, I go to work every day. I haven't seen a raise in 10 years. Uh, let's see here. We need to change Joe CC's nickname from Smiling Joe to Smoking Joe because that clown's been smoking some serious mind-altering drugs a hundred billion dollars yeah by 23 24 how how do you manage to balance a budget when you're carrying that kind of debt along with that kind of interest rates and the servicing of that debt um let's see another text here Oh, someone said, did the quick math, 100 billion debt with a population of 4.1 million equals 25,000 per person. Yikes. Uh, another one, unbelievable. Raise the carbon tax to pay for the NDP's mismanagement coming out of taxpayers' pockets. A perfect Ponzi scheme. 
that was the biggest issue. When this NBP government said this is all part of our climate leadership plan, that's why we've got the carbon levy. And as much as people argued that it should be revenue neutral, they said, well, it is. Everything that we collect goes into the climate leadership plan and nothing goes into general revenue. Well, that's going to change. Uh, come 2021 when it goes up to $40 a ton. Yeah, a portion of it is going to go into general revenue. And general revenue means you get to keep spending, it seems. Uh, 403-974-8255 here. I'll get to a, a couple of more texts before we go back to the phone calls. Uh, yeah. Why do you have to interview Joe C.C. so late? My drive home from work doesn't take that long. Well, you can always listen to us online. You can always go back on our audio on demand. You will be able to hear it because uh, I, I do once again scratch my head at how the NDP government has come out and said, yeah, we really don't have a plan. You know, even the last budget, I remember saying to him, what about on the spending side? And it was that whole line about, well, you know, this is tough economic times. We don't want to be laying off a bunch of people. You don't have to lay off people, but you sure can cut back on wages. There's other ways to trim. And I think one of the biggest things, as Greg Clark pointed out, Ron Kneebone from the University of Calgary with Gord today was saying they've got to do something with health spending in this province. They've got to start saying we've got to make some massive cuts here. And even to say when it comes to post-secondary executives and superintendent salaries. So for them to say, well, yeah, it's going to go under the microscope. We heard this a few weeks back and possibly face cuts. That's your spending your cut in spending plan is just to possibly face cuts uh, okay some more text here let's get back to them uh let's see andrew you saying 23 24 or the year 20 okay, i apologize so it's 2023 to 2024 <laughs> let's let's hope well although realistically balancing a budget that's carrying that much debt it might be 2324 as in 2324 but no they're talking about another 4 to 5 years that they figure it's going to take them to be able to balance the budget okay how about another phone call here peter your thoughts on the budget get rid of the ndp they are destroying this province vote for jason kenny what's really on your mind I'm kidding, Peter. Uh, but no, What's realistically... What's on my mind is the total irresponsible throwing our province down the sewer because of plain stupidity and well, ignorant arrogance. What a bunch of idiots. Get rid of the NDP now. Peter, thanks. Please. and. Yeah, okay. And and he's saying what's on his mind, and I think it's on a lot of Albertans' mind. Uh, but you know what? That's why I question this budget. This is the budget leading into the spring election. This is the budget that Rachel Notley thinks she'll be able to beat Jason Kenney at the polls on, at the ballot box on. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking she's got to give her head a shake. Uh, let's see here. Another one here. I like how Joe CC thinks. This is some one texting. Stable means an increase. Yeah. Uh, another one here. Um, Merry Christmas, Jason Kenny. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Jason's just rubbing his hands together because ultimately, I think that's well. 
I would like to think a lot of Albertans have to be concerned when you start to see deficits and debts that high. However, we also know that a lot of voters, they're blind to that. They, they like the promises and they figure, let's just push that problem down the road. It's going to be someone else's problem. And that's a big concern. We'll be talking a lot more about the budget throughout the afternoon. We're coming up to news at 4 o'clock.